Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this at the end of September 2022. And welcome to episode 85, How Do You Structure Your Math Block? And first, we want to give a shout out to a new friend we have on Twitter, at Sheila Holt 19 She retweeted our season three drop, and she put, check it out. So I can't wait yeah. to see how many people that follow her actually are checking us out. I hope they are. Yes. Well, we have some reflections. Oh, man. I don't even know where to begin. Listeners, Karina and I, we would talk all the time. Yeah. How many times do you think since school started, other than recording, have we spoken or texts? Like one. Like it's been insane. It really had the only word I can think of is is whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Like it just it just keeps keeps going and just when you think you're you're like catching up and you're coming to the surface, you, like something else drags you down. You know, it's just like ongoing. It just it's not stopping. It's not stopping this year. It's I don't not. know what's going on, but I mean, it's almost October and usually by now we're into, you know, a slight kind of groove. I don't feel like anyone's in a groove yet. No. Do you- I feel like this has been, and with that all said, I do feel like this has been the strongest start to my school year that I've ever had. Okay. So it's like finally like year 15, I, I got it. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, I know how to do this. But there's just been so much. So I guess I'm I'm grateful that I've had such a strong start because of everything else that's been added to our plates this year and and just how how much has changed this year. I'm just really grateful that I feel like at least one part is going really well for me because if it wasn't, I would be whew, I would be crumbling, you know. Yeah. And and I know teachers that are crumbling and right. I'm not sure how to help I just don't. Do you think the overwhelmingness is because we have new standards for math, new standards for ELA, new curriculum for math, and new curriculum for ELA that you're trying to learn? I do. That has been a a big adjustment. And it's, there's not, you you know how it is. There's not a lot of direction, even though the district has tried to give a lot of direction. It's still not enough to prepare you for the day-to-day of how it's going to, you really just have to live through it and go through it. And that means it's not going to be your best. And I think that's what's hard for teachers because we are, we always want it to be the best, right? right? So when things are not going well and the lesson is a mess, it's it's okay to, well, I've done it. I've been like, well, that was terrible. Right. <laughs> so we, we'll just, just, let's just, let's just move on and we will come back to this tomorrow. Just, you know what? We're going to put on a go noodle right now about the breathing one. That's the one we're all going to yep. do, including yep. me right now. Yes. Yes, I'm going to join in and whoo, turn the page. But I yeah, but that's real and I feel like the students need to kids need to see that. Yes. That's the reality of it's not going to be perfect every day and mm-hmm. we're just going to learn how to deal with it. Exactly, cuz that's what we're here to do, keep learning. Right. 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 Okay, well I have some good news to share. Yeah. Actually, I have a few things of 
good news to share, but I'm only going to share one. In October, we're going to have our first professional development day. And I have been given an hour and 15 minutes to work with K2 and an hour and 15 minutes to work with my three, five teachers. And you know what we're going to talk about? Fluency, right? I'm going to try to keep the conversation going. And we're going to talk about the seven significant reasoning strategies from figuring out fluency. Of course, I'll tailor it to, you know, addition and subtraction for K2 and multiplication division for three, five. I know it's going to go well. I just, I know it. It will. I just have so much great stuff to share and know it's not going to be a sit and get for an hour and 15 minutes because everybody who knows me knows that's not me. (laughs) Right. And I I actually have some good news too. You know, I've been doing building thinking classrooms in my class and using the white books for now, I guess a a full, well, I I didn't start right away. So maybe like last year, what was like half of the year maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And and it is and one thing that I had a hard time with last year was trying to figure out how to discuss it after that consolidation phase, you know, yes. where you're looking at everyone's board and you're like, where am I gonna go? That's that select and sequence from the five yes. practices. Yes. So I didn't I I I never really used the, you know, what he suggests where you go with a marker and you put it in a box and you tell the kids you're not allowed to erase what's in this box. Yes. I never used it until yesterday. (gasps) Yesterday. Yeah, I did it. It was, it was just like, it just, it just was like one of those beautiful moments where everything you would want to happen happened. So it was, we're just starting multiplication, right? Multiplication, whole numbers. And one group did area model one group did partial products. Oh my god! And one group did, of course, standard algorithm. But it was like, oh, there's, 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 there it is. So I'm like, oh my god, where's my marker? <laughs> so I'm like running to the whiteboard, to my whiteboard, grab the marker, and I said, you cannot touch what's in the box. Then go to the next group. Don't touch what's in this box. And then go to the next group. Don't touch this. <laughs> And they're like, oh my gosh, she's crazy. Right? Like a, like a More mad crazy woman. than than normal. Right? <laughs> mad woman walking around. Like, I gotta, I gotta make sure that they because of course, as soon as they as soon as you see it and you're like, oh, I can use this. That's this happened to me the other week too. As soon as I saw something that I could use, they erased it. I'm gonna stop giving kids erasers. Yeah. I, I just yeah, okay. I could <laughs> right? do that too. They don't need to tell them, you know, do slow garbage and just put a line through it. That's what you don't want to see. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe I'll I'll do that. I just don't. I worry that they would just use their fingers though. Well, I do a whole thing about how the oils on your finger. Like I I make it a huge deal. (laughs) Right. Same. Same. But anyway, so I just had the three models right there and we went, you know, we went to the first one when we talked about area model and what we saw. And then we went to partial products and we connect made the connections between them. Like, oh look, the numbers are the same. Oh. oh my goodness, what is this? Oh wow, what is this? And like just understanding. And then there was like a regrouped digit and we had the conversation of, well, what wait a minute, eight times five is forty. It's not a hundred forty. Yeah, where did that one come from? Why did they write a one there? And then they're like, wait, 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 they added it. So that's the regrouped digit. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, now let's go to the next. So now and then we are looking at standard algorithm and I'm like, okay, well, let's make sense of this. Do we still see that 40? Is the 40 still there? Mm-hmm. And then like dead silence for a little bit. And then they're like, wait, yeah, it is. It's just, it's zero down here. And it's 
or that's been regrouped. <sighs> and then, and then the beauty of the conversation was, is any, are any of these methods better than the other? No. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I also shared with them, I'm like, the reason why standard algorithm exists is because back when they didn't have calculators, it was paper and ink was really expensive and they wanted to save that money. So that's why it exists. That's the only reason it exists. It's just a shortcut. And they were like, oh, okay. You gave them permission just then to say, oh, well, if I want to do area model, I can. If I want to do partial products, I can. Like Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I have to go back though to episode, I think it was 83 when you were talking about coral counting. Yeah. Have you done? No, not yet. 19? Okay. Not yet. I knew where you were going. No, we just did, because I've been doing Steve Wyborney's 20 days yes, of, of number routines. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've, we've just finished that. And now I've just gotten into counting around the circle using decimals. Okay. Because I know the multiplication is coming, right? right? So I'm I'm trying to get them to see two tenths, three tenths, or four, you know, like let's count by tenths. So yesterday we just counted by, we started at two tenths and we counted by two tenths. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting that some of their estimates were, oh, I think it's going to, it's going to stop at two and five tenths. Oh, and I'm oh, like, ouch. Right. Right. Wait, wait a minute. If we're counting by two tenths, you're not going to see two and five tenths. Oh. But anyway. Okay. So, yep. Listen, it's it's part of the learning process. You got right? it. You got, no, I'm just like, oh, like, oh, they didn't see it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you know, that's a teachable moment, but all right, you ready to get into today's topic? How do you structure your math block? Let's do it. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this, Laura, Mm -hmm. is because I feel like this has been something that we as math teachers, we don't talk enough about. We talk a lot about, oh, you can do this in your class. Oh, you can do this in your class. Don't forget, you can also do try this in your class. But we don't ever talk about how does it look all together. And that's been a struggle of mine, I think, ever since I started teaching math because there are so many great things that I want to try and try to do, but nobody ever sits down and says, how are you actually going to execute all of those things? How are you going to transition between them? How are you going to plan for them? How are you, you know, like all of that other stuff that goes along with it never gets talked about. And I know that looking at it from a first year teacher kind of point of view, it must be so overwhelming if if it's not broken down or you, you don't get to see it modeled because I'm overwhelmed with everything that I have to do. And I'm going to share how I structure my block. And I, I first want to say, I, I, I know I have a lot in here. There's a lot in here. Okay. And I do want to tell the listeners that when you're yeah. done, I'm going to share my dream math block. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll say first that my wish would be that I had a longer math block. I really do need oh, heck yeah. an hour and a half like at the minimum, minimum to be able to to really be effective yes. i feel like because so much is just like just quick hurry 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 when when we need time for the kids to right. think deeply right and there are days where things get 
cut out because of, because of time, because I know that the conversation needs to be rich and I need to slow it down. Mm -hmm. But I do want to just say that like, this is like the typical, my typical goal in a one hour block. Okay. Okay. First I start with a number sense routine. So I have five to 10 minutes that I, (laughs) yeah, always those first five to 10 minutes. And usually it does end up being 10 minutes. You know, I'm not going to lie about that. You set a timer. So I have timers all day long. And in my math block is when I have the most timers. So that says a lot, I think. Yeah. Okay. The first five to 10 minutes, number sense routines. And that could be anything. I just want to be more specific there. It could be a number talk or a number string. It could be one of C.Y. Borney's things, slides like, like Splat or Cube Conversations or, you know, one of the many wonderful things that he has. Right. It'd be or same or would math. you rather. Yes. Yeah. Which like one? Yeah. Would of, you rather math? Yes. 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 Et cetera, et cetera. Like the list is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about that time too, is that it's not, I'm, I'm very, oh, and of course, Coral Counting, I just talked about right. it. Um, but that's what I like about that time is that it does, I can be as flexible as I want, depending on the unit, depending on what's coming, depending on what what I know has passed and they still have struggled on, you know, mm-hmm. so that that really helps that number of sense routine stuff. Then the second part is also about five to 10 minutes and I do a quick review. So this allows me to pose a question. And I just started doing this really last year, I think, or maybe even with COVID. But I've really liked the spiraling of of just constant review. Let me go back to something that we learned in the first unit when we're in January. Because I don't necessarily want to keep it all for the month before the the big test at the end. Right. Right. Because it's not effective, right? So we want to just constantly be spiraling back. So depending on the content, I sometimes do one question or two questions. Some, you know, some questions you can do pretty quickly where it's like, here's a number in expanded form. What's the number? Right. that kind of question goes quick, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's a word problem that's multiplication based or, you know, division, that's going to take a little bit longer. So the multi-step, <laughs> right. Multi-step. And I try to not make it so much a word problem in that time. I, I do try to kind of keep it more a quick review. I really do want like that quick review. Okay. Like let's just practice like fluently looking at things or, or just spiraling back. Okay. So let's say five to 10 minutes there. Then I have the math lesson. So now my math lesson, though, doesn't look like a typical math lesson. When I say math lesson, it's really it's really wipe book time, right? So it's new content. Right. It's new content. Yeah. If needed, I do like a one to two minute preview or connection of remember how we do this Mm -hmm. or remember how you've done this in the past. And now here's your wipe book task. Uh, pass out random groups, you know, cards for the random groups. And then I have now started doing uh, like a five minute timer for like, this is what you are going to, whatever you have on your boards, that's what we've got, we're going to talk about. Oh, just because I don't have the luxury right. of all letting day. them finish all every single problem every day. Right. And like I said, there's so much that I'm putting into this that we we need to just we need to keep moving. Right. So it's not exactly I'm I'm sure Peter would not recommend putting maybe not putting a timer because he would want the kids to, you know, really discuss deeply and I understand that. I also I don't know if my tasks are as open as mm-hmm. they should be. Mm-hmm. I use like what in our textbook series, it's like the solve and share. Right, question. right. So it, it is, it does demand them to think, but it also, it also has one answer. So okay. it's not very, you know, it doesn't give right. them a lot of, 
openness. Right, but it gives them that productive struggle time. Yes, yes, yes. which I love and they mm-hmm. need and then they can communicate. And and their communication has gotten so much better in this first month already. I can see it. One thing that they struggle with a lot right now is just they find the answer and then they're done. So they they don't know how to like check their work or to do it a different way or to now what do we do, right? Like they they don't know what else to do. So we'll get there. Right. That's what we're working on. But so that's why I like the five minutes too, is that it's not too much that they're, for some of them, that they get bored. Right. You know, it keeps them on track. It keeps them focused. And hopefully it gets them moving to a point where, okay, now how else could we do it? Right. So. Like uh, think of another way to solve it. Yes. Um, so I know that you and I have completely different populations. Yes. Did you give your kids like any sentence stems to start? Because when you said their communication has gone way up, well, you know, at my school, I have a, I mean, overwhelming majority are English language learners. Right. So I was just wondering, did you start out with that? No, you didn't. Okay. So maybe at my school, it would be helpful for them to have the sentence starters at the beginning um, to help with their English, you know, communication skills. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I still, I I mean, I, I still think that my, my students can benefit from that. It, but it's more of the explaining the why, like now, because like, this is the answer, but why? Like you haven't proved it. You're just, because it is like, that's not, that's not proof. Right. So that's what we're dealing with right now. It's just that they, they're again, they're answer getters, right? Right. They're good at getting an answer, but they're not good at explaining why that answer is true is correct okay. is so right so you'll get them there that's good oh yeah and then after that so after that five minute white book test then we have like a, about a five minute consolidation you know depending I can sometimes make it a little bit quicker or if we have like those patterns that we yes. saw yesterday obviously I'm going to spend more time on that yes so that's where that's where you know the thinking and of course I just love the if you were not part of this group you can you can tell me what you see first right right to keep those kids who actually did it quiet and have the other students look and see if they can make sense of somebody else's work love it which yeah oh it's a beautiful thing then so I'm about now I'm about at 32 minutes if I'm if I'm good right if I'm good. Then I do, this is, I've just started this this year because I do feel like I want to see what they can do independently. Uh And and if there's the transfer of what we just did on the boards now on your own paper. Okay. So it's, I've called it like just the you try time. So I have four questions on a piece of paper, front and back, Mm -hmm. and I give them six minutes. I found that six minutes is good for my students. Like I I tried five, it seemed too short. I tried seven, it seemed too long. So six is the Goldilocks. Right. And- and they don't have to finish. I told them this is not about speeding through it because right. I can get a lot of their work from the first question. Yes. And I'm good, right? Mm-hmm. But it's for my my kids who are like early finishers who can do it mentally right. quickly, you know, and then they write down their answers on the sheet. Then at least they have other questions to go to. So I do four. Uh-huh. Are those then, from the textbook? Yes. And are those uh, word problems? No. Okay, so just computation. Wipe, right. So my wipe book task is a word problem, okay. right? And these are, yes, just computation, just can very low it? level. Right. Can you do it? Because I, I need to see if they can. Right. Because if they can't, 
that's going to be a problem, right? That's right. going to affect how they perform the next day. on everything. on the next day on right. everything, right? Everything else. So then after that, once that timer's done, wherever they are, even if they just finish the first question, fine, put it in the in the box, and then I go into small groups. So at that point, my small group rotations are about eight. Well, they're eight minutes long. They I have a timer and everything, and I try to see two groups. Reality is more one group. Right. But I try to rotate through them. And my goal is trying to get to three. Like that okay. is that is the ultimate goal. But now, here's my big question that I'm sure everybody wants to know. What do yeah. you do with your small groups? Because that's always like, do you see, you know, the kids that can do it to try to enrich? Do you always see the kids that can't do it? Do you ever see the middle of the road kids? Like what's right. what do you do? And I want to talk about um, something else that one of my teachers uh, started this year with small groups. So to find out what I do in my small groups, come back next week because we <laughs> will we'll talk more about that. There's a lot to think about yes. in small group rotations and everybody is going to want to do it a little differently. What works for me might not necessarily work for somebody else. Right. Um, but but we'll, I'll share that in, in next week's episode. Okay. So come back. So, and then that's, that's your whole block. And that's my block. Right. I end with my small groups and I try to do, like I said, I try to do one to two rotations. My goal is to get to three, but I haven't done that yet so far this year. So I'm hoping, that's why I wish I had an hour and a half because then maybe I could even get to four or five groups, Right. you know, in that eight, eight rotation. But. Okay. So my dream math block, this is pretty short. Okay. Ready? Okay. Yeah. First of all, yes, we need a minimum of an hour and a half. Minimum a day. Mm -hmm. My other big thing is I would get rid of every computer program that exists. I don't want computers, you know, a computer program done in my math block. That to me, no. And and really to me, that whole adaptive technology ridiculousness, no. Because we both know that a teacher can facilitate a kid's learning way better than a computer program, right? Totally. Okay. Yes. And my third thing is pretty much I would do, this is my dream math block, building thinking classrooms all day, almost every day with manipulatives and maybe pulling some small groups as needed. Right. That, that would be my dream math block because- when, I agree with you. Yeah. When you do BTC, you know, with the intent that's behind it and with all of the consolidation and all the practice. Yeah. You don't, you don't have enough time, you know, to to have the kids practice the way that BTC, you know, with, with everybody doing different tasks and slicing like that, that is my ultimate dream math block for sure. Right. Right. And I agree. I, if it wasn't for testing, Uh I would, I feel like I wouldn't have to do all the other stuff, you know? Like I, I wouldn't ha- need to put quick, quick reviews in there because I can bring that in through, exactly. the, through the task. Exactly. Um, but because of testing, I, I feel more comfortable having that quick review in there because I know, I know what's sense. coming. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay, listeners, before we get to this week's challenge, which hopefully by now you know what it is, I just want to say that um, when this episode drops, we will have started our Building Thinking Classrooms book club for the second time. They're going to be on Saturdays at 
3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It just began October 1st, so you still have time to join us. The link is going to be in the show notes and will be on our website, also on Twitter. So our challenge for you this week is let us know how you structure or would like to structure your math block. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too. Thank you.